0: Hey everyone, welcome to Trends and Things, where we bring you real chats on what's buzzing. On today's show, Melbourne is back into another full lockdown after another cluster popped up last week. So we're chatting about whether lockdowns are the best solution to new cases and which government to blame. Is it the state, federal? We're going to chat all about that and the next steps. And secondly, the Friends reunion special, it's back. It's been all the rage this past week. So we chat about Friends as a TV show, a little bit of a deep dive into, you know, one of the most popular sitcoms of all time, reunion specials in general, reboots, and if they you know, there's it just crowds the space for new shows out there. As always, a very big welcome to the show. My name is Gordon. Welcome to you, and welcome to you, Scotty. We are, I was doing some research and prep for this episode today. It's our first. First time back in the studio, we've been doing sort of Zoom over sort of WhatsApp. All online. Not WhatsApp. I mean, that would be unproductive. Next level. (laughs) extremely unproductive. But yeah, ever since, uh, I think it would have been pre, I think we did maybe one show pre-locked or in the middle of lockdown Mm. where we're at my place and we just, our schedule's synced up. But um, this is our first one pre, I think it would make it pre-lockdown for a weekly episode. Like most of our Real Chats episodes, obviously, have been in person, but good to be back in a studio.
1: It's nice to see your face, mate. <laughs> you know, not just like this glare on a screen. It's just nice to kind of be in a room with someone else. I feel like I'm just talking to myself at home when I'm recording. I'm it, like, it does have
0: a different element to it. Am I sad
1: it? just <laughs> being here by myself?
0: <laughs> it does have definitely a different element to it. So, look, I mean, hopefully all this, what, year and a half of, of oh, recording from home yes. will do us justice. But, look, mate, how you been? I know it was your birthday last week. Happy birthday. Thank it's, you. Uh, you know, I think this potentially is that Mad Ting orientated for this week.
1: That is... a beautiful segue into the mad team because yeah birthday weeks i just i live for my birthday yeah, everyone good. lives for their it's bloody true. birthday um but look as you know like a few of our mates have 30th this year so it felt mm. wrong to do anything big like i'm not a 30th year this year yep 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 so i kind of had something really low-key just went away camping up on the central coast there's like a state forest we went to and it was just super chill like mm. there were like hardly any other, like hardly any other families and groups at this campsite We had a fire going the whole time because it was just bloody cold. Mm. Um, And we just went for like a nice bushwalk. And I feel like that was super underrated. Like, I didn't think even like, you know, uh, coming out of lockdown, like, oh, cool, I can leave my house again. Mm. I haven't been for a bushwalk probably in a year or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So it was just, you know, wholesome is just like like, right word for it. It was just nice, no distractions, um, good company. And then uh now a hectic series of birthdays yeah. and events and stuff i'm just oh, like 100%. calm well, before the storm yeah
0: bro. i feel like hikes and and walks and stuff like that i mean look i'm sure a lot of people are into it but mm-hmm. for me it's not the i mean we're in sort of concrete jungle type of parts of sydney yes. so there's not a quick trip to bondi or something like that to go for a you know beach walk <laughs> or bay walk no. or whatever so um i think yeah they're just good cuz it's a good hobby you get mm. you're walking you're active you're out and about it's a, it's a very underrated hobby I feel like, you know, if you're doing that every couple of weeks, mm. you know, you you you'll naturally get hungry, go for a bite afterwards or oh, sit yeah. by the fire, right?
1: So, it's a, it's a good I I rate it mate. So, you know, sounds Look, like a good trip. Maybe coming into my 30s I might just have this epiphany and say I should do more shit mm. and maybe go do more bushwalks. Doubt it. Highly <laughs> doubt it, but let's see in a year's time. Let's mm. see where I am there. Uh, but look, I had a beautiful uh, birthday weekend well, for well. my Matting. What What about you, calls? What was you? Uh, yeah, your thing? well, mine's actually from today. We're recording uh, today on
0: Monday night, and mm-hmm. uh, you know your birthday segues out. My birthday yes. segues in. Nice transition. It's, it's a great transition, and it's uh, you know, it's uh, coming up this week, uh, and. I have to you know say sometimes there's little things. I definitely feel the same. we're both twenty nine this year, so a lot mm-hmm. of our mates turning thirty. Um I feel like a bit of an imposter doing anything normally i'm <laughs> I'm bells and whistles marketing plan yes. for the birthday. Uh, but this year, I'm relatively low key and uh to celebrate the start of my birthday's on a Friday, so it's mm-hmm. sort of you get to live out the whole week. um uh, my partner sent me these sort of surprise birthday donuts. It's apparently donut day this Friday as well, right it sure. all just it all just Beautiful. coincides. love yeah. that. Um, so some do- she sent me some donuts to the office and it said, you know, happy birthday and a bunch of smaller sort of bite-sized donuts, all, all the office that I mm-hmm. work at got involved. Um, and you know what? I don't know about you, Scotty. You're, you've been in a relationship a long time than mm. I have. But, uh, you know, as much as you like a big present, like something really valuable or, you know, a really big gesture, sometimes I actually prefer these thoughtful little things here oh, or there that on. sort of outweigh, you know, the thought, the effort, the planning ahead that goes into it sometimes is...
1: It actually hits yeah. more than a you know a big expense sometimes. I don't know if our partners on the same wavelength, <laughs> but last week my partner sent my office a you know those fountain cakes where it's like it's wrapped in like some plastic wrap. You pull mm. it up and then the icing just drips. Oh over the yeah, cake.
0: I've never actually seen one in real life. But... Neither
1: have I until <laughs> last week, and uh, completely caught me off guard. My like partner sent it to the office. It was enough for everyone. Everyone loved the spectacle of it as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like. It wasn't even on my radar. Like, we, she we got kind of, you. Yeah, she got me really well. I kind of need to one up her now. Yeah. Standard. um, But, like, yeah, they just not anticipating something just made it feel so much nicer to receive it as opposed to like a big gift that you're like, hey, 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 I want this. I want it's this. You big, know, like, little big, note. big show. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel it.
0: Well, look, two very wholesome events for, for this past week. Scotty, let's jump into what we're vibing yes. tunes and
1: entertainment suggestions. You got. Two singles, two singles. Week. I'm sort of on a hip hop vibe mm. uh, for this week, but two different tracks. The first one though is California uh, by Rice Brian, Nikki, and Warren Hugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is sort of like a really chilled, dreamy, sort of tropical hip hop track. Like you know the the lyric uh, the lyrics are super clear and and impactful, um, but nothing feels like it's kind of just jumping at you. It's just like a really nice mm. breezy track to listen to the background. Um, the three, I think, uh, like Indonesian rappers are kind of just talking about their time um, kind of living in the U.S. So there's a little bit of mm. like identity and location, all these sort of like sweet things they kind of throw into this track. So it's really nice, uh, not as like in-your-face hip-hop track you might usually uh, listen to. Not full on. Like it. On the other hand, my next track. Mm, is we, we go in the opposites here. We complete of opposite. Best of both worlds. Um, this is a remix of Lady Gaga's track, uh, Judas Oof. by Big Frida. Big Frieda uh has coined uh a sub of hip-hop called um like bounce rap. Okay. And it, like bounce is definitely like the key word. It is just <laughs> so fucking like heavy. Like it's really anthemic. There's just like a lot of beats kind of like smashing against All each right. other. Like you can't stay static listening to this. Like it's such a weird spin on a Lady Gaga track yeah, as well. Yeah, sounds interesting with rap vibe on Lady Gaga. Yeah, rap vibe on Lady Gaga. There's got these, like, these really, like, choir choruses going and, like, these fat beats. And it's just like, I didn't expect it. Mm. Like, even, like, Big Fred is not on my radar. I just popped up in a, I think, like, Spotify playlist. And I just have to take a, a double take. I'm like, I know this song, but I don't know this song. And, like, I have to really process it. Um, big, like, big uh, energy on this track, I think. If he wants like a real G-Up song, this is the kind of thing to go down to. Wow. Two very different hip-hop-y tracks, but yes.
0: they sound like good ones. So, they'll be in our What We're Vibing playlist this week. Yes, they will.
1: What about you? What have you been listening to?
0: Uh So, I've got two as well. I've got one song, um, mm-hmm. and that is Stranger Love by Pinal, featuring <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Another, look, what I like about this track is that Pinal have had a very specific sound, I feel like, the last few years you know, Chameleon and yes. Changa and Go Bang. And uh, this is not dissimilar, very heavy bass, which I mm. love, but it's a it's almost like a more an ode to some of the I feel like some of their older stuff. So it's like old meets new a bit. Love it. You know, you go back to some of the really early days of Pinal, Um and this sort of taps into both elements. So not as, um, it's still very fun. And that, you know, what's the word here? Like sort of like housey, um, what's the name of that type of house? House. <laughs> well that's a great question to ask <laughs> um uh tropical tropical house ah, tropical house yeah, um yeah, a more ahead. a more classic floor filler so that mm-hmm. you see it going off at a festival it's got a more of a romantic tone yeah um so it's sort of like this almost like a love song as a house tune so very fun very easy to like type mm. of track so give that a spin my second one is sort of ties into topic one this week um it's actually a podcast episode. So the podcast is Full Story by The Guardian, uh, mm-hmm. which is quite a popular podcast. And the episode is called After a Muddled Rollout, How Can Australia Boost Vaccinations? Um, so it's a very conclusive, very well-researched episode. Only goes for 25 minutes, though, as well. So great for a commute, you know, and it's very good with recent history of COVID in Australia. Mm, okay. So it talks about, you know, the issues we've had with the rollout of vaccine and, you know, how pe- why, why that's been the case. And, you know, obviously sort of prepping up for the, one of the topics today, I thought it would be an interesting one to to listen to. And I thought it was great. So, so definitely listen to it. <laughs> so pause our episode here. Go listen to that. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then just jump back in just, for you know segment. You're
0: already on Spotify <laughs> or Apple podcast, so you can just bounce between them. But Scotty, where can people find this stuff? They want to give it a listen.
1: Yeah, look, if you dig any of our music recommendations, you can find us on Spotify, Trends and Things, what we're vibing. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Trends and Things and on Facebook, Trends and Things Podcast Crew. We have a link tree with all the recommendations from the past few episodes.
0: All right, Scotty, let's dive into this week's episode. And look, we all know the sad story of Victoria, of course, Mm -hmm. into a, I don't know if it's a third or fourth, but a a significant number now of lockdowns. Uh, A seven-day lockdown sort of announced by the Victoria government last Friday, 12 a.m. So it's sort of had a couple of days over the weekend, and now we're getting into the thick of it. Uh, Where did this start, though? We looked at Adelaide, and we had the one traveller who came through there. Yes. The hotel quarantine system was positive- there sort of you know obviously got out, returned to Melbourne, was positive here or positive in Melbourne, uh, and then the virus spread from there. So far, we know that there's about 50 cases at time of recording um, in the cluster itself. Mm-hmm, 11 mm-hmm. new cases overnight. Victorians really only allowed to do the essential things: so grab food and supplies, do authorized work, care and caregiving, exercise for two hours. You know the gist. We've all been in a you know full lockdown. That's pretty much where they're at, and. You know, I guess the issue is with this as well is that there's so many locations. There's, mm-hmm. It's not just one place. It's not like they've narrowed it down to a few. But obviously, when things spread quite rapidly, you go through the motions of, you know, oh, okay, cool, one person's visit 10 places, the next person has visited another 10, yep. so on and so forth. Then obviously, up till now, Victoria's been pretty open, I think it's fair to say. So if you don't know about a case and you start spreading, it can roll over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know the you know, they're talking about this more... I guess it's like virulent or like it's more virusy in a way. Yeah, it's part the India strain strain or yes. whatever. So that's also played a part. Um the issue that or the sad part for me that I was reading is that, you know, we know this is a seven day quote unquote lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James Molino, who's of course acting premier for Dan Andrews at the moment, uh, he said that it may well get worse before it gets better you never like to hear that from Mm. your you know your your premier when you have a seven-day lockdown and um greg hunt federal minister of course for health he said restrictions are sort of regrettable but necessary so Mm -hmm. it seems like the federal government are are sort of on board with it as well it's sort of spurned this result, right? Where everyone's struggling and trying to figure out a, the right thing to do. There's been a big outcry from the Vic Gov saying, like, you know, we need federal Gov support, like another round mm-hmm. of job keeper. Um, you know, there's talk I've sort of been seeing on Twitter around this sort of small business or like business loan or grant that you could get sorry yeah it's like, like a three to five it's, thousand it's not much right like in the grand scheme yeah. of things like i was reading a few quotes from business owners saying like what's what's in the grand scheme five grand going to do for a business that owns 100 or employees 150 people yeah definitely it's like nothing it may as well get in a way nothing um which <laughs> I, I i sympathize with right mm-hmm. as a business owner myself um and look it's got me thinking around sort of like this whole lockdown approach and you know the best ways to go about it and stuff but before we dive into that uh what's your initial thoughts on it Scotty because obviously you know it's it's been a situation that's been evolving we got close in New South Wales to going back into one not too about a month ago we managed to stave it off um what are your initial thoughts on on the on this sort of third or fourth lockdown.
1: Yeah, just knowing the the gravity of it, sorry, I kind of, like, understand the need for lockdown. Like, you know, it started from one person that kind of got through hotel quarantine and was back into society. He went to a few, like, uh, locations that now are deemed hotspots and he has a strain of COVID that is, like, yeah, more viral than other strains that we've dealt with. Mm. Um, And, you know, like, Victoria of all the states... That have dealt with COVID have always been hit the hardest, you know. I yeah, think there they was in their last lockdown like almost like three months long, or you know, oh, it was, was ages. Crazy. So I understand it's like a precautionary thing to avoid going back to that. Mm. And I think without you know having security of like a good uh, vaccine rollout, or um, even like, like I know there's even like questions around how good is the tracking system. Mm. I think it's better to like lock it down now. Hopefully, just get through a week. Fingers crossed, it's not anything longer than that, and then avoid people being out of work for months as opposed to just a few days. So, Mm. and it's very easy for me to say this, like you said, us here in New South Wales having a good uh, case with, Mm. you know, like or better history with uh, COVID restrictions. So, hopefully, um, it's not just too pretentious, kind of saying, yeah, you know, got to deal with it it. in a way, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, look, I mean, I always side with the health advice says. You got to lock down. Like, mm. what else can you really do? Yeah, I
0: mean, it, it, I think it's it's somewhat your hands are tied. Like, mm. right to some degree, when you when you look at it from a broad picture, Yeah, you want to take the loss now for not multiple losses or multiple months yes. again and stuff. So, yeah, I think most people you'd find I, I think would be hard pressed to argue with that.
1: Mm. Um,
0: the one thing I drew back to for me was like, yeah, okay, the Victoria system has copped a bit of grief around sort of how they are using tracking
1: yes uh, yeah.
0: and stuff like that especially in the early days from what i've read and looking into it and talking to people who, are, who live in melbourne it's gotten much better mm. uh, and to suggest that maybe this breakout is directly related to like poor tracking i think you know again based off what i've read is probably inaccurate i think they mm. probably have learned a few hard lessons maybe yeah definitely um, but you know they'd be naive to sort of especially go having gone through that second lockdown that very public yes. end of last year lockdown they would be silly to have not reinstated some mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. serious tracking so i think it's we can probably say they they're doing maybe okay at that mm. um the one thing i was sort of wonder about is sort of like all right firstly not necessarily who's res- who's responsible for it for this but like what is the response is it a fed gov thing we see how often it's like a bit of a she shouting match between like, you know, SCOMO and Frydenberg are yes. like, you know, State Gov, it's all State Gov. We can just tell you guys what to do. It's they gotta make decisions. Then in this case we've got State Gov saying, Well, we need your help. Like we can't go on without you type of thing. Yeah. And we can't just, you know, we've got no money to just give out and stuff. We're trying to do whatever we can, but we can't continue. Um and you know, if you look at the New South Wales system, like we said, we've had a pretty good run, like I think it's fair to say. Whether or not what what the exact reasons for that are, I'm mm. not sure. But I think, you know, we've always had a quite a good tracking system. I think maybe from the get-go or close to the get-go, where you use the service New South Wales app, for example, to check in and you can trace everything. Um, but it does make me wonder, like around sort of like the Fed Gov and state govs and if lockdowns, maybe not are, to say they are they the best way to go is maybe the wrong way of saying it. But mm-hmm. w- we can't we can't keep doing this. In my opinion, we can't keep going into snap seven day, three day, five day. I, I, I would be very surprised, honestly, if it's, if it's only seven, seven days. days like, yeah, I see this becoming at least a two weeker Personally, uh, you know, and it, that will depend on the cases that come through over the next few days. But yeah. again, all the, all the, all the, all the stuff I'm seeing is that they're expecting more cases to come through mm-hmm. with the sheer amount of venues that have just been listed. It's just going to arguably mean there's going to be more cases so i don't know if you have a thought on that because my what, who i really feel sorry for mainly are those people in you know obviously events hospitality yep. music arts creative sector who pretty much live on the weekends or live for those you know nights where you know there's money going through venues or you know hospitality workers just now they've got no shifts for a, a week mm-hmm. um you know in a year where they haven't worked uh you know if you keep going into these lockdowns, keep going back, keep defaulting to them, to me it screams a bit like we we this is not new anymore.
1: Like COVID, it should been- be ex- expected that we would go into a lockdown between now and when everyone's like a hundred. Like we're not even going to get hundred percent vaccinated. Mm, mm. Um, and the fact that like the thing that I was thinking about when Vic went into uh, lockdown is like surely the Fed government would have some money. That they would like a special release, you know, like a, re- a relief fund to help mm. Victoria get through this, because we know by their like I think their projections, we're not going to be vaccinated like fully vaccinated until is it like middle of next year. Yeah, like- it's like they're saying at the moment, if it goes as
0: planned, which is yeah. right now, our vaccination rate is roughly around six hundred and seventeen doses a week. Sure, so, sorry, six hundred seventeen thousand. So, nearly, so just over six hundred thousand doses a week which you know we need to hit up the mark of around 40 million doses is required right for okay. australia to be fully vaccinated um as an adult population which they expect to be july 2022 so yeah fucking shitloads loads away
1: yeah exactly and so you imagine that okay we're open to having potential outbreaks within that time surely mm. you would have budgeted some money to help each state uh if the issue arises cuz sure it's vic this week or this month sorry but who's to say wa or even us here in new south wales aren't going to have a an outbreak as well mm. um job keeper being cut as well means like you know there is no safety in it anymore i think and you mentioned hospitality and uh, like the arts and those kind of sectors which already weren't receiving a lot of relief mm. um during the beginning of covid i think a lot of them are like on temporary contracts. So then they initially didn't meet the standards to get keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the whole thing about venues not being able to receive um, any funding until like later in the whole COVID situation to support themselves throughout COVID. So I think, I don't know if it's a state thing. Like obviously state has responsibility because it's, it's their citizens, but you're the fucking federal government of Australia. Mm. Like I feel like, you know, it, this is where like politics doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter if it's a labor-held state and it's a and it's a liberal government government. yeah yeah i think it's like make the money not make don't print more money (laughs) but (laughs) um you know governments are very good at squeezing money from somewhere to provide relief to states and i think that's something that should be done here because yeah like i'm i'm with you on this i don't think seven days is actually going to be the case Mm. especially like yeah the commentary it ain't it's always very very cautious you know um so if that week becomes a month then yeah there's uh, like shift workers, there's all, like, it's not just hospitality, it's all these, like, other casual mm. workers or people on visas and whatnot who are going to lose out work. And they already, like, struggle as it is because their, mm. you know, cost of living is probably, like, harder to manage on that kind of unregular income. Yeah. Uh, so, look, I mean, I think there's a mixture of both. Obviously, state because it's your state, but also federal because you, you look after the whole country.
0: Yeah. Look, I want to get to vaccinations and what, what the future is for, you know, COVID in Australia to tick, but... I do want to just quickly touch on on lockdowns mm-hmm. um because you know we've seen some other states do it Victoria yep. uh, South Australia Queensland they've done little snap 3 or 5 day lockdowns and gone yeah. straight back to normal afterwards and that's half the federal government's excuse they're like oh they didn't need any extra help you won't need any although you're <laughs> sure. the biggest fucking second largest state yeah. in the country um it would be very interesting if Sydney was in Similar situation. Would be very, it would yeah. be very interesting. But let's, let's hope, hope we not. don't get there. <laughs> um, but, you know, it makes me wonder, right? If, let's assume this goes for two weeks sure. for the sake of this argument. Um, two weeks, right now, for the week, they're predicting, I, I've read reports that they're predicting around minimum 700 million is going to be lost to the economy. Jeez, it's yeah. Ridiculous. Mm. Um, and I do wonder because, like, you know, you look at places like New South Wales, okay, maybe, I don't know if we ever got to the state of 50 cases, mm-hmm. um, but we never have. You know, much to people's, uh, both some people like it, some people hate it, but we've never really shut down since the original lockdown.
1: Correct. Like yeah. we've
0: always been open. Gyms have been open. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, at worst, maybe you've had to wear you know masks on public transport, and you know, you you have to wear it in public s- settings and stuff. But we've ne- shopping centers been open. Yes. Sports yeah. been going on. Restaurants have still been able to trade, just at maybe smaller capacities. And I feel like that something like that is just you know. Not speaking as a restaurant restaurateur in the mm-hmm. hospitality industry, but I imagine just being able to to be open mm-hmm. on a Friday or a Saturday and get that revenue. I mean, you're paying rent. You're gonna for two weeks. Your landlord's not gonna be like, "Yes, you can have a pause for two weeks." Probably in the most <laughs> cases. Yeah. Um. So it does make me wonder. I'm like, should Melbourne have just gone down the route of for Sydney and gone, "All right, we're gonna scale it back a mm-hmm. bit and say, okay, we acknowledge that there are cases out there, um, but also realize that you know we, this has been around. That's why I'm also like the state gov as well it's yeah like you, gotcha you, there should be in a way time to plan their thing is just like give us more money fed gov mm. and i get that and the fed gov no worry has questions to answer but should we also be looking at them and saying all right well is the is a full lockdown the answer could we go to reduced restrictions
1: mm. look i think i still think a full lockdown makes sense just because of like their particular situation so one person which was like they weren't able to track from the um uh, South Australia, like, quarantine, uh, went to a few locations, had a very, like, infectious strand of COVID, and now we can see, we're can we seeing, like, hundreds of hotspots pop up. Mm. I think here in, in New South Wales, our last, like, restrictions that were in place were, um, like, they knew the person who had COVID. It was, like, one individual, and they were able to track him. Yeah, they
0: tracked him. So, everywhere. you know,
1: the legend who was finding... Uh, the barbecue man. Barbecue man. <laughs> He's the real hero of COVID. Legend. Um, so, look, I think it's just because there's so many anomalies or, like, so many variables in the Vic case, it makes sense of lock lockdown. And then yeah. you can just, you know, systematically say, all right, this section's clear. You know, we've done testing results, come back negative, and so on and so on and so on. I feel like even, with, like, ease restrictions, there's always crossover from, like, you know, someone from X part of Victoria is now coming to this part, and then now they're going to spread it back to wherever they go. Like, it's just harder. I think it's just harder to keep across it than a full lockdown for a week really nip it in the butt and then mm. maybe just focus on the areas that are still now considered problematic instead of the whole state it's now just x y z locations mm. so yeah um but yeah i mean it doesn't give a lot of relief to people who have to live through that for a whole week
0: yeah look it's there's not going to be it's not going to be an easy time for a lot of people in vic and i mean that's a i think a segue into the issue of the fed gov and, and probably just how they've i think handled it post the initial spell, I yeah. think you have to give some credit where it's due. Initially we were, you know, went into lockdown, monitored it quite well mm-hmm. and we have done okay, I think, as a country, right? Like, so credit where it's due. But I think now where it's like post the sort of main hurdles that we faced mm-hmm. arguably, um, what what's next for the Australian government? Because it's like I look at it and I'm like, you know, we spoke about the India travel ban recently and the yeah. lack of like specific quarantine sort of areas in yep, the capital yep. cities. And I was reading that the state gov in Vic was wanting to do a, you know, build a, a quarantine facility with the help of the federal government. Yeah, gotcha. In like, you know, near Avalon Airport or in like one of the more rural areas so they can just host people there rather than. Yeah. Like, the funny thing is, this hotel quarantine has been the biggest failure ever.
1: Uh, Not according to ScoMo. ScoMo <laughs> thinks it's
0: 99.9% effective. Mate, bad odds. He thinks he's got a fucking Charizard. Yeah. Let him roll it out as like hotel quarantine. um, And it. I, you know, it sort of reminds me of like, you know, if you had an airline mm. and you said an airline, you know, out of a hundred flights, it only crashed once. You'd be like, I'm never fucking flying that airline. Yeah, hell no. So if, if you know, and I, I think 99.9% is a massive exaggeration. Yeah. Like we've, there's been more, I think we- up to 17 ish. 20 cases that yeah, have been Yeah, that's definitely not ninety. That's nah. that's factually incorrect probably. <laughs> so, you know, you've got these issues with her to quarantine, you know, we've we spoke about the fact the vaccine rollout has been a bit of a shambles. Yep. Um I think their messaging maybe around the, the vaccine like people like my partner's parents are illegible, mm. But, you know, they've got no clue how to get it, where to go, what and yes, you can yeah. argue that they should they should know, but it's like, well, they're the target audience, you know, over 40, over 50. Mm -hmm. The messaging is then perhaps wrong of the government. Like your comms should be targeted towards them, right? Yeah. I I heard in the podcast from um, The Guardian, they mentioned how in the US and the UK, they had like celebrities, like driving the awareness, like I've got my jab, putting Mm -hmm. that on TV or whatever. And then, you know, all all the different types of ways to do the messaging right. Mm. Um, And it makes me wonder about just the, let's take vaccinations, for example, how, We've messed that up so badly. And I get that other places in the world like the UK and the US and India needed it more because there were so many more cases. Mm. But it's been proven to have a decrease. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it's yeah, been yeah, proven yeah. Okay. to have a decrease in numbers in yeah. terms of COVID cases overall. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I wonder about the whole idea of like the federal government now going, all right, well, we're just going to put little rice paper over the cracks and, you know, put all, do all these little tiny bits in here, pieces here and there. And now they're not wanting to commit to, you know, the more, let's think about the future.
1: Yeah. Look, I, here. I've, I really feel for us in a little way, in the sense, like we did so well at the beginning of COVID, like, you know, virtue of being an island, we were able to close borders quite quickly and manage that very well. But now we've come like at the end of this race, being one like the last developed countries mm. with a solid vaccination, um, like rollout. Like I think- U.S. and U.K. have like a significantly higher percentage of population vaccinated. Oh, we're behind everyone. Behind everyone. We're, we're, be, we're behind everyone. I've got a couple of quick numbers. Let me roll you through. Yeah. Because they're fucked.
0: That's the only polite way to do oh, it. Love um, it. So, look, U.K., U.S., uh, they've rolled it out super quickly, right? Uh, and- Basically they're open again. Most those two countries mm-hmm. are, are basically open. UK averages around fifteen hundred cases per day at the moment. So you hear that and you're like, Whoa,
1: that's fifty yeah, cases huge. in
0: Victoria. What? <laughs> um and they had fifty K a day in Jan.
1: Yeah. And they okay. rolled out
0: the, the vaccine obviously yeah. in between this period, right? USA averaged two hundred and fifty K on average in Jan per day. Mm. Per day. Um and now ten K. So Wild you at- you just doing start doing those numbers, right? About both countries about forty percent vaccinated. Yeah. Um, Oz, not even two percent yet. Ugh. A couple of other countries. Italy, 15k uh, in Jan per day on average, uh, around three to 5k now, and they're 20 percent vaccinated.
1: Yeah. Spain, yeah.
0: seven-day average in that, in that Jan period was 30 to 35k a day cases. They're now five to 6k. They're twenty percent vaccinated.
1: Oh, right. Sweden,
0: okay. one of the you know the hubs of the future, uh, fifteen hundred cases per day around uh, at the moment. Uh, they're thirteen uh, percent vacc- vaccinated. Less spiky; like it hasn't been a big spike download, mm-hmm. but they never really had as many cases. Yeah, so they're doing all right. But you can see trends of of going down, the bell curve going down, whatever. Uh, and then I know people might go, okay, well, UK, US, Italy, Spain, Europe, they've got access to the vaccination. Mm-hmm. They have got it there. They can. It's easy for them to do it. New Zealand, zero to five cases a day. Got no cases, basically. (laughs) (laughs) They've done 4%. They have vaccinated 4% of their population. So they've got double the rate of what we do. And they are probably the, the least co- – like, they've got the best rate of COVID cases globally. Yeah, definitely. Globally. Yeah. So, even they've done per capita more than us. Like, yeah. Like, there's no real ex- – I don't – I feel like – I saw this great tweet by Nina Las Vegas. Yeah, sure. Over the weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Who, of course, is a, you know, well-known DJ. I love, I love everything about her and her career and stuff. And she put a few tweets up saying how she was going to go play mm-hmm. uh, a few shows in Victoria – then this happened around Friday, so right as the you know Thursday night into Friday morning, yeah, all the gigs get cancelled. She was, over, I think, down there with some of her acts in her label, um, and maybe doing some of her own shows that got cancelled. She was then meant to go to Perth to do a few shows. Obviously, couldn't go because she's bit, she lives in Sydney, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know if you've been in Sydney for thirty days, you can't travel. Mm-hmm. She, now she can't even get back into Sydney. <laughs> And I'm like, what What is going on? Like, this is quite farcical. Hmm. And I think you've, you know, she was very criti- uh, vocal on the criticizing the gov- the federal government, right? Um, and I think we've got to look at that and go, okay, well, what is what is the legitimate next steps now? Lockdown for me isn't the answer in the sense that we can't just keep rolling out snap hmm. five, seven, six day lockdowns. And if we're not vaccinating people, we're going to have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be another outbreak somewhere. Like there's, I was listening to another podcast the other day and they're like, oh, you know, when we're all vaccinated, it'll help us deal with the next lockdown. I'm like, fuck, we have just got to think about the, ne- we have to think about the next lockdown. Yeah. And if we're just- not vaccinated, which we're tracking ridiculously, is that, does that mean until July 2022, when, you know, most of the country is vaccinated, who knows when it will actually be, Yeah. that we're going to have little lockdown periods throughout that? Like, I get, it's necessary. I'm not trying to say it's not, but I'm just like, well, I'm worried about what is the solution in that yeah. period to really go, okay, we're going to get a quarantine station in each capital city. And, yes. you know, what are the futures, the decisions being made now by the Gov for the future of, you know, making it, you know, we're not going to get rid of COVID. We know that, but future-proofing us, I guess, in a way, if that makes sense.
1: It's a good question because I think that's the question everyone's asking of the government. I think it makes complete sense knowing the track record with COVID since it um, broke out in 2019 that we need like external uh, like COVID uh, quarantine sites. Like having hotel quarantine where they're still in like largely dense like populated Mm. areas. Like Sydney here, most of the quarantine hotels were in the CBD. Like how does that make sense when Mm. it's like the heart of your bloody city? like? out to Dubbo Mm. maybe not Dubbo like yeah I love Dubbo there's there's no hate on Dubbo any (laughs) Dubbo listeners out there we love you I love you (laughs) Um, but like yeah I think it requires and I think that's the comms part which makes so much sense is communicate what you're planning to do and how you can rally people to get vaccinated because I think that's what's going to help us right yeah people over 50 just weren't getting vaccinated I know there's like a mix of uh, poor messaging and the whole like anti-vaccination movement yeah, and stuff like the that, blood clots and all that, stuff. and all that stuff. Yeah, but you know, then it's a the government's job to like debunk those myths. Like, you know, like oh. the blood clot thing, and they like, weren't, they didn't do, they did the opposite. They were like, oh, okay, if you want to wait, wait. Yeah, I mean, like, no, I like I understand the whole you know let people have freedom, of choice, and liberty and that kind of stuff. But also, like, if you're trying to look at the best interest for everyone, I think it's like it's fair game to say, shut up. <laughs> Get the jab, you know, like it. It just makes sense for everyone because the perceived risks of the vaccine oh. don't even exist. Like you know, yeah. like the blood clot thing. I think they found it was like, um, like one in two million it's, people. It's, it's, it's so fine. minute. It's like,
0: yeah, two to six mil. Like, yeah. And everyone, when that came out, everyone's like, "Oh fuck, I'm, I'm next." Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, which you know was just crazy. But look, I think in wrapping up, I think yeah, I think we can agree that lockdowns do a job for mm. us, but. And, and maybe we should, you know, try to figure out what the solution is in the interim, right? Because mm. if we're not going to get vaccinated, more lockdowns are going to happen, more requests for like extended job keepers going to happen. So it's going to cost the government one way or another. I think let's, let's make a decision for the future of the rice paper interim cracks.
1: All right, well, it's so hopefully onto a little bit of a lighter topic mm. than our previous one. Yes. I want to talk about the Friends reunion that aired last week. Of course. Um, Much anticipation for this one. Holy wow. shit! Like seventeen <laughs> years, right? Since that has been 17? seventeen years. Wow! wow. Um, there was like a lot of fan fan hype around it. I actually oh, yeah. caught it. I watched it over the weekend uh, while I went camping. Mm. Got the free trial of Bing. So, hopefully- oh, yeah. uh,
0: Standard. Standard.
1: Hopefully, I A think- lot of free trials going around a binge right now. Yeah. <laughs> 17 million people have yeah. started to freak out. Uh, Yeah. So, hopefully, I remember to uh, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Um but look, I mean, so my first review, and you could probably, this is my, sorry, this is where we might lose people, but mm. I wasn't a fan. You want, Are you a
0: big Friends person? Are you, did I watched, you watch it a lot? Or? I
1: watched it a lot growing mm. up, right? Because it was also like one of those shows where it was constantly it's on, on free-to-air yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Like if it wasn't The Simpsons, it was like the yeah. Friends show. And um, I, so I found it weird. So it was a they open with like the the final episode and then they do this little like 17 years later and then they all right. walk in, okay. like yeah. they've kind of picked up where they left off. Oh, so it's like an episode or is it- It was like, no, it was like a, they played some parts of like an episode. So right, they did right. a table read of a one episode where it's like they just reunited and feel right, like they right. got back yeah, to old yeah, characters. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, and then a lot of it was just like down memory lane. There was interviews, there was all these like cameos. It was just a bit of a mess. Like I feel like- they just brought so much in mm. so they could tick all these boxes that mm. it, it didn't hit completely. And then it just made me think, well, maybe is this a thing with revivals that, or reunions, sorry, that maybe they're just not meant to happen. Mm. Um, personally, I, I liked Friends because there was a long – the show itself went for 10 years. Mm. It had a nice narrative. And then when it ended, I felt like it ended. Like mm. the, I, For me personally, I didn't think – what could they do next if they were to come back together? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it and is it,
0: one of those rare sitcoms of that run for that long. Like, yeah. you think of it like How Much Mother, controversial ending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fresh Bel-Air it's one of my favorite ones. Like, sort of, it didn't, not a controversial ending, but it sort of felt like it whimpered out a bit. Like, it didn't finish on a big, yeah. big. I feel like Friends. Um, Was one of those shows where, yeah, you obviously know everyone knows that last scene, like you know Ross going to go, what is it called, Uh, Rachel going on the plane, and everything else. No spoilers, you know. Um, (laughs) If you haven't watched any friends in the last seventeen years, um, (laughs) that's your own fault, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Yeah, so look, I, I, you know, I I can understand that. I haven't, I haven't watched it myself. Mm -hmm. I probably won't. Um, I feel like personally with reunions, look, I'm going to throw a spanner in. Here's, here's, go ahead, give it to me. Um Fresh Prince reunion was on not too long ago. Oh, um, yeah, yeah Maybe about maybe 6 months ago it was on, Stan I think. Um and they're rebooting that that show as like a bit of a gritty drama.
1: Oh. So, you yeah, know. Okay.
0: And we I've seen the trailer. Trailer looks ama- like unreal. Yeah. But you never know how these things are going to go yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. there's almost part of me like this I think a company's called Peacock in America, like they are like a streaming or a media service. Mm-hmm. They I think did did the reunion. And now that they've now announced the show on that channel, the mm. new seasons or whatever, you, you feel like maybe it was a bit of a deal done, right? Come and do the reunion, build some hype, and then we'll drop this fucking new head. Yeah, season yeah. On. So I don't think they can, you know, this all new actors, new cast, mm. starting from the bottom. Yeah, they they probably can't do another Friends, right? Like I mean, that I mean, yeah. did they get paid? Do you know if they was there yeah, payments for these guys like in this? Each one special?
1: got two and a half million dollars, what? <laughs> Which is like. <laughs> Talk about a cash grab that, like, oh, I think that's like another thing that threw me oh. at well. It's like, I, did you wait 17 years just to try and get the maximum payout or were you like, I don't know, COVID was a bit weird, need a bit more money. Just need to pick me up. Yeah, yeah give me 2.5 mil. Saturday budget, you know, out at the Crown Plaza, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um wow. Yeah, so just like, it, it just threw me and I think. And then I just think the time and energy they threw into that show, so they had like David Beckham, Justin Bieber. They had mm. um, James Corden as, like, the, like, host sort of yeah, thing okay, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They threw, like, a lot of resources at this. I'm yeah. like, what if you just did the same thing for, like, some new shows? And, like, like you literally just made rich people richer by mm. this. They didn't need that 2.5 mil paycheck, right? Like, mm. yeah. sure, it's nice, but Grand it's probably, like, a, you know, $500 paycheck in their, yeah, in their normal eyes. their language, yeah. Um, Why not throw that money at some, like, new shows like? Take people in a different story. And mm. I understand maybe there's some fanfare. Like I'm personally not the kind of person who likes to go back and rewatch shows. I mm. kind of like the whole yeah, idea. You're a notorious non going back to
0: watch uh, old I just, classics. I mean like, I don't get. What do you mean? I mean I, like I don't know how you do this. You you watch a show once and then never watch it
1: again. Sound right, it's ludicrous. The show has a purpose, right? They take you on a journey, they tell mm-hmm. you a story, you get it once, and then like what do you get out of it going back to it again? I'd rather I just want new content. I always I'm thirsty for new content all the damn time mm. that I just feel like I can't go back to the same one. And look I mean like a, a, a tangent. A tangent is like if it's a super short maybe series mm. or like maybe like a short doco, that's fine because my time investment is like cause cool, like 3 or 4 hours. But, you know, 10 seasons of a show why the hell would I watch it? That's at least, I don't know, a good year of my time trying yeah. to get back into it. Look,
0: I'm not saying watch it again. From <laughs> okay. The fucking, from episode one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you might watch a few of the classic favorite episodes. Like, outside of the, Fre- like Fresh Prince, I grew up watching the first two seasons. I'm yeah. pretty sure I had a pirate copy, you know, in those Who days. Who did it? Who did it? <laughs> our days. Um, but, you know, I just would, re- and I didn't have anything after that. It, it wasn't really shown on Australian TV that yeah. much. I didn't have anything after those first two Episode uh, two seasons and there mm-hmm. wasn't streaming online illegally and stuff it was still coming through in terms of like you know the live streaming uh like you know websites online where you can stream yeah. new episodes yeah, yeah and I definitely wasn't tech savvy enough so I would just re-watch <laughs> I would re-watch those two seasons right, okay. just because I loved the show so much and it became like etched and obviously I'm a massive fan now of those se- of those episodes yeah but I you know eventually watched all of them and Love this, love that show. Mm. Another show that I love, which is obviously gets compared with Friends, is Seinfeld.
1: Mm. Seinfeld is like
0: this instantly quotable sitcom. Yes. And a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't watch it. They're like, I don't get, you know, show about nothing, blah, blah, blah. But like the people who do become, it feels very quotable. And I don't think they have done a quote-unquote reunion yet. No. But they did, I think some of the characters did come back for a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. They did, yeah. With Larry David, of course, as the writer, um, which sort of act, that that maybe is more in your tone, right? Like they came back to do a quote-unquote reunion, even though it wasn't a reunion, Mm -hmm. but it was like a new piece of content. It was like them acting as themselves in a new episode. It wasn't like come back, relive, go through the motions, and then that's it. Um, So maybe that's more your cup of tea. But I see, you know what, I- I like, I like, I sort of feel like I like the reunions. Like, I really like the the Fresh Prince one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a nice Sunday evening watch for me when it came out. Like a, you know, it's like a ninety minute to a mm. feature film length. Um, and on Fresh Prince, they had uh, James Avery who plays Uncle Phil, who passed away right since yes. that period. So it yeah. was a bit of an emotional connection. I don't know. I feel like I, I like. I don't, I don't mind them as much as. I get what you're saying from, but don't you think there's enough new TV? There's fucking shit loads. Of, not like there's a lack of TV shows being made, right, at the moment.
1: Yeah, but I feel like all the like the like media buzz and kind of um, hype that this got took away from like you know a show that I was you know really waiting for to come back out again was Master of None season mm. three. Yep, yep. And I've basically seen like no coverage, like very, very it's been, little. It's been low. Yeah, very low. And, you know, in its prime, I mean, I understand there's its own, you know, can of worms tied to that show sort of thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, But I feel like any, you know, self respected show that released a new (laughs) season or um, had any release in that week of the Friends reunion Mm. probably just didn't receive the attention it needed. Oh, yeah. Look, I think that's bound to happen, right? Like a show that big reunion, that significant, it's
0: always going to be the case. Yeah, of course. Um, Like, I, I think about it in a different way. Like, I... For example, like if you think about big, sure, this one had the promotion behind it because it, mm. it was it was new content, right? Technically. Yeah. Um, whether or not they were re- revisiting old things, it was a new special, right? It yeah. was new content by definition like of new, new content. Like
1: new in like New commas. old content, yeah. like,
0: you know, and there's, 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 I can understand why there's hype around that. Um, but if you look at, say, for example, the, um popular shows on streaming services. So in Australia we've the main competitors are Netflix and Stan, right? Yep. Binge is coming up slowly backed by Foxtel um but it's mainly been Netflix and Binge so far. And I look at sorry Netflix and Stan. Yes, and yeah. Stan I feel like you know that you take if you take them for example like They've got Seinfeld and The Fresh Prince, which are probably my two. If I do go back, I've watched all the episodes of, all, of both shows. Yeah, But if I was to go back, I'd go back for those. And they've also got right, The Office. Okay. I think both the US and the UK Office. Yeah, so they're probably my three okay. most watched sitcoms. Yeah. Um, and originally it was like Fresh Prince was on Netflix. The other two were on Stan. Mm-hmm. And then they all are now on Stan. So now I, go, I, I almost, when I, remember when I signed up for Stan, it was because of those shows. And because of those shows, it's oh, opened up a new sort of can of worms for me. Like they got me over with those shows and I'll pay the 15, 10, 15 bucks a month yeah, yeah. to get access to those. But honestly, I couldn't tell you the last time I've actually watched religiously a lot of those shows. Like I've seen a lot of Greatest Strange shows come out of Stan, mm. um, just random sort of like things that have popped up that they've done as originals or as just new shows that they've done. Um, so I like I sort of see it in a different way. I see like some of those – little bit of bits of fanfare and promotion around big shows, yeah, has given me the path to some newer content. As okay, well. like, yeah,
1: like a recommended, hey, you, you like this show? Here's some other shows in a similar vein that you might want to watch. That yeah, because like thing. now
0: you've signed up for binge, right? So I have,
1: you'll be at least a what is it, a week or a thirty day, probably something. So like like I think it's like
0: uh, fourteen days, fourteen to, day trance, yeah. All right. right? You, you'll probably go, okay, well, you might cancel your account straight away, which is worth doing, but. <laughs> You might you might now Let's check out around. you're gonna check it out right you're to yeah. check out the shows like I remember I got Amazon Prime once oh yeah there's some good stuff on there yeah. um and not enough to keep me on sorry guys but uh, <laughs> enough to keep me intrigued yeah by it like I agree with your comment master of none got its own can of worms but hasn't really got the promo because mm. everyone's just wants friends content yeah, and they're yeah. hanging on stuff you know like yeah. around that show so I get it um. But I wonder if it like it also in a way gives like you know maybe you come across a show
1: now on binge that otherwise you would have never had access to maybe yeah look I I can I can respect reunions being maybe like a gateway to like other content I think I'm just sitting here sour because I think at at the core it was just not a good reunion mm. show you know what didn't what did what didn't make it was it
0: cringy was it
1: they're just oh. old and
0: don't like those five. Actors and actresses, you know, Lisa Kudrow, yeah. who's a Courtney Cox, Jennifer Anderson, Matt LeBlanc, mm-hmm. is that right? And then who are the other
1: two? Uh, Matthew Perry and. Matthew Perry. And. Uh, oh, mate. Rob Schumer. Rob. Oh, dang I, it. I don't know him, mate. So Ross. it's not on me. Ross. Ross, yes.
0: <laughs> David think, David Schumer, uh, Schumer.
1: Yeah, David Schumer. That guy. Yeah. Yep, yep. There's, so there's one part, and it's actually a talked about part that people take away is they do an interview. And then there's a um question where it's like, um, did um Jennifer Anderson and David Schumer ever have like a crush on each other sort of thing? Right, right. And then like, you know, after seventeen years, you know, they've said, Oh, actually, we kinda did fancy each other. Like, you know, there's a bit of a romance right, or sort of thing. Okay. And I feel like it's just like just PR? I th- yeah you know It's just like that All this sort of like Fanfic people have Been writing for years now It's just like Oh I knew it I knew it was true Like I felt like It was a bit Like they've put in Staged yeah, little to yeah, To get people talking it about didn't feel it. as genuine As I wanted it to right, be okay. And I think that's why I'm very sad about this Like yeah. it sounds I didn't watch a friend's The Fresh Prince one. Yeah. But by the sounds of what you're saying about it, it felt very, like, authentic and, like... Yeah, for
0: sure. And there was a big part in that one where... I don't know. Did you watch it much? No. Yeah. So, Fresh Prince, there was a character who played, like, the character Aunt Viv. Mm -hmm. It was, like, Will Smith's auntie in the show. Um, And she got, like, booted off the show after two seasons. And there was a lot of controversy about her being booted out. And apparently, Will Smith was getting too big for his boots and becoming yeah, the star of the yeah. show. She was like a veteran of the industry. And they, they hadn't spoken in like 40 years or something like that, like since the show. Yeah, up. Gotcha. And they managed to get her and Will to sit down and do an interview, sort of not during that main reunion with all the characters, yeah, but, okay. but in a sort of separately aired piece mm. part of the reunion. So there was that that came out for it, a big sort of conference, not confrontational, but opening of the yeah. you know, airing of sort of some of the moments and stuff in the show and how they both felt at the time. And obviously they've- They've sort of made their piece now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was it was it was definitely more of like, an emo- it sounds a bit more emotional. There's a lot of, you know, Philip Avery, uh, sorry, James Avery passing away. There was, yeah. there was a nice tribute to him. Um, and, you know, the characters aren't as well known. Like, you know, Will Smith, of course, is probably the biggest name of out course. of all the ones we've mentioned. Maybe yeah. Jennifer Aniston is, is maybe bigger. Yeah. Um, but then the rest, um, like Tatiana Ali and James Avery was big and, and stuff like that. But, like, no one has had the success that these five, I've They've heard. all had, like, their own show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other appearances, right? Like, yeah. outside of it. So, maybe it's more emotional While this was
1: maybe maybe clickbait, in a way. I, I feel like it TV was. Clickbait. Yeah, I feel like it was just like a, hey, we're going to pay you a shit ton of money to, like, get this platform, uh like, huge ratings, like, huge mm. viewership. Um And because of that, and I think because you knew that prior to the reunion, like, the skeptic in me is like, how authentic is this going to be? Mm, how and, legit then, is it? and then when I watch them, like, oh, actually, not a great deal. Yeah. You know, like, are those tears real? Because they're, you know, again, like it's better course, actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe begs the question, like, what makes, what do you think makes a good reunion? Like, uh, is it them, like, you know, doing out uh, an episode or a bit from the series, or is it just like having a very mm, um, casual it. chat? Like, I feel what? like it's hard to pick up, right? Like,
0: it's hard to pick up. When they're all you know gray-haired and not been on scene, <laughs> yeah, and the, f- the show finished in their prime twenties, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. 30s. so to go back and do another episode feels like it might be a bit cringy. Yeah, so I think like embrace the 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 nostalgia and and look back rather than create new content. Yeah, or, or do it as cameos in other shows, like maybe owned oh, by the yeah, network. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I don't know if it's Fox or who who runs who has the rights to Friends, but the Seinfeld example, where you pop into another show with a a bunch of the characters, like little things like that might work well. Or, you know, I I think there is a place for the reunions, if I'm honest. I like the nostalgia play. We all like it, right? Like we all want to go back and see where our cast is 20 years down the track, 30 years, 40 years down the track, whatever. So I get it. I like it once. If you start to milk it, then that's maybe maybe there was a bit too much milking in this one like they really milked it for every last dollar yeah. got all the different people in and you know but it was a 10 year show right so maybe they have a right to and a lot of famous people came from that show had their first yes. break in that um but it's it's all done differently right like it would i would watch a seinfeld reunion but i wouldn't it would feel a bit weird to me like i feel like there's yeah. no It's not really an emotional connection. It would just be – they just shit talk on that show. It's like inside jokes and, you know, it's just – it's great written comedy. Yeah. But it's like there's not really an emotional play for me. It's just fucking hilarious (laughs) and very relatable. (laughs) Yeah, gotcha. Will Smith Smith and the Fresh Prince appealed on a – Relatable front. It was very emotional to my life and yeah. when I was growing up, and you know, people of color on TV. And I'm sure for friends as well, it's a very relatable show for a lot of people, mm. especially people who are maybe renting or growing up at that time, facing a lot of common struggles. Mm. Such a big dating, you know, focus of the show. Yeah, huge. that's going to reply I can relate to everyone. So yeah. I feel like maybe I feel like the emotional thing is a big part. And you got if you're going to do a reunion, go. Go deep on the on the nostalgia. That's why you're doing it, right? You're doing of it for so you know. If you do that in a, in a in a proper way, it sounds like maybe friends didn't hit the mark completely. But if you really think about that, then it, there's there's room.
1: Okay. And then who you who you hoping will uh, come oh, together? One last reunion. eh? One, one last, last one.
0: In a weird way, I'd love to see Chappelle show. I know we'll never oh, see it. It will never happen. It's yeah, it's, okay. Not in this day day age. No. maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> um, I feel like there was an office. A, an American office thing that happened recently where they were on Saturday night live or something.
1: Oh, like a skit for a bit. Thing. Yeah. I feel like
0: they could do a, a new show or mm-hmm. like pop into something in character. Um, a lot of them have gone on to bigger and better things, of course. Um, I don't mind seeing that a lot of big, big names in that. Um, what else would I, I mean, around the twist could be interesting. Like a, Little oh, comeback, bring of, Australian that content that would just be back. good because who knows where they're at at the moment and they no could idea. do anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look, there there are a few. Look, I'd be lying if I didn't if I said I didn't want to see a Seinfeld reunion, <laughs> but but um, you know, there's there's a there's a handful of shows that I could pick. What about you? What would
1: be the what would be the one? I feel like maybe it's too early to ask for a reunion, like park okay. a Parks and Rec. Okay. I feel like that will happen. Like I think it will happen, but also I think because it can't. Like, you can't do it wrong because the show was just so wholesome and well-intended. You can't do it as, like, a easy cash grab sort of thing. Mm. Like, I feel like it would just come together as, like, a really nicely yeah. paired thing of the characters. And considering how, like, different they are now, like, Chris Pratt was, like, a nobody yeah, prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to t- for him to come back. It's now, like, a, you know... Of course, yeah. Huge yeah, A-list yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, celebrity. So, something like that, I've... I- I think it's only until recently I've ne- I don't want a How I Met Your Mother reunion. Oh, man. And I it's, just feel like it hasn't aged well. It hasn't. And it, it really, yeah, the, a lot of the content hasn't.
0: And, like, Seinfeld yeah. doesn't in a way. U.S. Office doesn't. Mm. But they've still got that cult following. I feel like, you know, How much Met Your Mother characters like Barney, obviously, at the time, oh. were a big, big deal. And yeah. you look back at now, it's like, yeah, not, that hasn't aged well. <laughs> Plus, it, the, the ending was was borderline farcical, right, yeah, like, with yeah. what happened. So you sort of like, has it earned the right? People don't have, it yeah, doesn't have that. Not. I was a huge fan in my UK. Oh, it was Massive. Yeah. So in a way, I'm sad that it's at this point where it's like, it probably might not ever happen um, because it's, it hasn't got that follow, that real mm. following that's stuck with it through, through and through. Um. So yeah, look, time will tell. There's going to be more reunions. There's too 100%. much money. There's yeah. too much cash and I'm, I'm for it. I'm going to say it, put my hand on the tech. Okay. I'm just gonna say I'm for it. And I'm on this side of the fence. Um, but done, if done, you know, with with the fans
1: first. Yeah, look, not just for money. If we learn anything, just don't do the friends format. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's a big call. If that's like, if there's only like one lesson, just like, yeah, don't follow them. Go a different path, and then maybe your reunion will be better received. Absolutely. Well, look, we could go on all day. I feel of like course. on this
0: stuff, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of reunions to come. Thank you for listening. It's our first episode, as I mentioned. Good to see you, mate, in person. Thank you. Um, and we're gonna have hopefully more down the future as we <laughs> as we have, you know, the podcast goes into a few years. We've got two years, year and a half Ooh. now doing the potty. So oh, anniversary. Yeah, soon. a couple yeah. of months. We'll, you know, see where we're at and how everything's going. Good luck and our best wishes to everyone in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Hope you get through this and hope it's not you know beyond the seven day lockdown if you do want to support us you can go on to patreon and join one of our tiers uh if you search trends and teams on patreon or patreon.com forward slash trends and teams you can sign up right there help support the show but it will always be free to find us on our socials at trends and teams on instagram twitter trends and teams podcast facebook thank you again for being with us it's been a pleasure having you thank you scotty and catch you on the next one
1: see everyone